0: On air and online at ticketfm.com. Brought to you by Mary Ellen's Food for the Soul. This is On the Block with Strick and Austin. Hour 2 of the Tuesday show On the Block with you here on 93.7 Ticket. Thanks for tapping in with us here. I'm Austin Norman. He's Eric Strickland, who we are going to rely on big time. Yeah, As yay. we do all the time, but especially this segment, talking Nebraska basketball in the transfer portal. Uh, before we do that, I need to make sure that you know you got to be at Mary Ellen's Food for the Soul here in Lincoln.
1: Always got to get down there, man. Um, I think I'm going to get down there not this week. I'm still kind of in train mode, mm-hmm. but I'm going to have to dip in there. Yeah, I, I, I'm giving myself one splurge day a month Ooh. until I get physically where i want to be sure you know what i mean
0: mm-hmm. uh, and then i'll maybe go a couple you
1: know maybe mm-hmm. once a week or something but
0: i'm working on it i'm working on it mary ellen's food for the soul plates are always hot the block is hot that's why you're here yes. our blockheads we appreciate you let's dive right in strict the news caron mcpherson in the transfer portal a 6'3 200 pound guard for nebraska was here for two seasons he redshirted uh in his Injured first season and then Injured last year was on, on track to play it. All the reports out of preseason camp were that he was looking good, was going mm-hmm. to play a role for this team. And then he busts his knee up, unfortunately. So, yeah. what do you make of the news of Karan McPherson entering the transfer portal this afternoon? Um, so the way that
1: I look at it is they probably was a conversation. Hmm. Um, I think maybe the staff is having, um, trying to feel certain positions based on the style of play, um, trying to figure out – they already established their character. We know that there's a style that they like to play, and they're, they're probably at this point trying to shape and mold um, players that have those type of skill sets that fit more in place for what they're trying to do and to accomplish I think a guy like Jameson um, from Battle, Battle from mm-hmm. um, he could have been a guy that could fit in that type of system. I really think at the point guard position, you already have Ramel Lloyd that's very similar to Greasel with just a little bit more shake. He just has a little bit more, you know, tricks in his bag. Mm-hmm. He has a little bit more, um, Greasel didn't shoot consistently well from three. Uh, Rommel is streaky. So, that's one of the areas he'll need to, you know, definitely tighten up to get more uh, consistent in. But he has postability. Um, Cause he has what, mid-range. Six, same About same 6'5", six, 6'6". Six, 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 six. Six, okay. Yeah, yeah. Something like, say probably more 6'6"-ish. Six, okay. um, so, they have very similar archetypes in the way that they, the style that they play. Um, I think he, he has a little bit more dimes in his bag. Whereas he can get down, he'll find get in there and still be creative. Um, a little
0: more bend, a little more fluid, maybe. Yeah, a
1: little bit more fluid in his game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I think there was probably a conversation. They have a lot of guys kind of cue size, right? Mm-hmm. You pretty much established that Jamarcus uh, Lawrence is, you know, some guy you're gonna you, you like. You know, you you, mm-hmm. you really like what he brings to the table. And so, knowing that, then your next thing is, I need a three-level guy. Um, And I need him, like, right away. Because I don't know what Kesei Tominaga is going to have, what that situation is going to be still. It's still not clear. Mm -hmm. Um, So, I'm going to need somebody who's three levels. I mean, consistently three levels. Threes can create. Now, just just look at what Marquise Noel did for Kansas State. Mm-hmm. in a transfer for the way that just the dimes. He was three levels. He can get you from three. Mm-hmm. He can create his own space and shot when he needed to, and then he was able to find guys on a, on a dime. You need a three-level guy. And so they're, they're probably heavy in the portal trying to get them, and I still think they need a big man. They need space. They've only got two spots, but they still there's need three a Three now. Three now. Three now. But yep. they only had two. Mm-hmm. So I'm thinking there's conversations that were being had, and – there was probably shifting as to kind of where you fit and at some point a a young man's got to make a decision he's still young enough he's still got enough time to to be able to go and make his own his own
0: way and path should have all four years of eligibility left with the red shirt with the medical red shirt so plenty of time like you said to to find a home find a role and make a career it's disappointing I think from the aspect of Nebraska was high on him heading into Mm -hmm. last season he was ahead of Demarcus Lawrence on the depth chart Seemed like he had a role carved out. Maybe not as a starter, maybe a spot starter here or there, but would have been probably the guy to come off the bench and replace Greasel to some yeah. degree before he yeah. got hurt. So that's unfortunate. We won't get to see what he looks like, um, you know, at Nebraska. I'm glad you brought up Casey Tominaga, and then we'll get into the big man conversation. There's a target who has a visit coming to Lincoln this weekend, I believe. If Kesei Tominaga comes back, do you bring him back to run someone, or do you keep him pretty much off the ball?
1: Um, I think it's gonna depend on the discussions that you have. Mm-hmm. Um, this is why I still think they're looking for a lead point guard because there's so much uncertainty still
0: as to what that's going to look like. Because I think Jamarcus you said isn't really a one. No, he's not really a one. Rommel hasn't played at a college level yet. Right.
1: So there's still a lot that you you want somebody that you know know that has done this mm-hmm. and has gotten it done. <laughs> yeah. Like even last year, um, we knew Greasel was capable. Um, we saw Greasel's progression to being better late in the season. We saw early the just the struggles that that uh, ensued with him early on. You know, facing a Saint John's team that you know guys that are physical at you in your face and athletic. Yeah, and then super athletic. Mm-hmm. So we really didn't have a lead guard at all last year. So, I think that's something that they understand is probably a weakness because you want to be able to have somebody that can get you into stuff. And I thought Greasel did better. Now, I'm not, I'm not not, knocking him, but I just think he was limited in, in some of the things that he could do.
0: Just athletically. Yeah, yeah. And didn't have, like you said, the handle or the bag necessarily yeah. the other guys yeah. do. So, yeah. what he did, he did pretty well did and consistently. Well. Yeah. Just wasn't a wide range of things. Exactly.
1: And so, that's why I think um, they need that. They, they, they—that's one thing they need. I still think they. I think having three spots open, I think you still got to go after another big man.
0: Let's get into that. They have a visit uh, lined up for either this weekend or next weekend with Josiah Alec uh, Mm -hmm. is the name. He's a Lincoln kid, went to Lincoln North Star. You might hear the last name Alec. That sounds familiar. Yes, he is a a brother to Becca Alec, who's on the Nebraska volleyball team. Uh, Josiah started out at uh, Kansas City, played with the Ruse. Uh, for three years, he transferred to New Mexico mm-hmm. for last season, uh, played 34 games, started all 34 of them. And strict to me, that's the template of what Nebraska is going for. Maybe he's a little small at only 6'8", but he can jump a little bit. He can be a little bit of a lob threat. But he only took five shots a game, shot 65% on him. Uh, eh, mid-tier kind of free throw shooter, not great. But seven rebounds a game and two and a half of them on the offensive end. So if he can be an energy big that, you know, queens up the glass, that I think is perfect.
1: Yeah, I, I think, um, you know, he he had better seasons in 21 and 22. Um, really started off well, but again, like I say, at some point what ends up happening is scouting reports catch up with you. Mm-hmm. If You it, you know, once the scouting report catches up with you, you've got to have something to add and put into your bag. And so there's four. That's why you probably see a little bit of regression. Only played 17 games in 2022. Um, 34 this year, but what you do notice that's consistent is his field goal percentage. Mm-hmm. You're you're glad you've got a forward at that at that range, good size, two thirty five, who shoots over fifty five percent. There's consistency there. I don't I don't care what you're saying. The other thing is you know you have capability. Abilities from three, still not, still with with uncertainty as to Wil, Wilhelm Breidenbach's abilities to consistently shoot it. At least you know you've got somebody. He struggled last year, but you know he's capable because in two of his best years, he shot 35 and 36 percent from three. Um, I'd like his rebound numbers to get up. They did increase a little bit this year um he's not he's not a block timing type of guy so you're not really going to get that from him but you've got good feet he's got a guy you know that can move but the other part that you like about him is that he's from here so he's going to want to give his all in all to the success of Nebraska basketball being that he'd be coming back home
0: absolutely if Nebraska were to land Josiah Alec I don't view him as a starter Um, No, I think he's the bench big probably coming off the bench behind at least for now Blaze Kate is that fair
1: yeah, yeah. I, I still think they have, again, all of y'all that listening, I know you've heard me say this. Um, if I'm on Nebraska staff, I have Drew Timmy tape in the hands of Wilhelm Breidenbach. You need to become this when you return next year. And everything you see on this tape, you need to come back like this. I don't care what your workouts are. I don't care who's training you. You need to show him this tape, and then you need to return like this, Drew Timmy type. Because that's who we need you to be. Um, Wilhelm Bridenbach plays way too straight up. I mean, back straight, up straight. You you can tell. um, Again, I've asked you this question. What is the straightest line to any point?
0: The straightest line.
1: So if I'm on the wing, what is the straightest line to getting my getting accomplished what I need to accomplish, and that's getting a bucket? What's the straightest
0: line? You just go straight to the baseline. Yeah. Okay. You, you don't go baseline. You don't top of the key. You go from the wing to the the front of the Straight. Rim. Yeah.
1: Okay. So that's one of the things that we was always taught. I was always trained on that whatever move that I make, whether it, whatever counter I take, whatever um, um, you know, jab to whatever, like a jab and go. Whatever move that I'm take, the first thing I must accomplish is shoulder by body. Mm-hmm. Straight by, not at an angle, not going from the wing to the free throw line, not going from the wing to the block. I'm you know to or to off the block. Mm-hmm. I'm seeing my shoulder by you. I'm you're on my back. The next defender's got to make a decision. I'm either at the rim, I'm either into mid-range or into floater, or I'm in the drop of dime because somebody's got to come help. Now, if, if, if the way defenses are set up, Austin, if I'm going wing towards free throw line or even towards the dotted you know, circle, then help is there. Mm-hmm. You understand? Mm-hmm. So defenses are set up that it puts pressure on defenses the more I'm straight line to the basket. This is why they tell you don't open up, square people off, because you want to make them go at angles as opposed to straight line. Make the, the longest path. Make the longest path. That gives you that gives you quicker help, shorter recover, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. So Breidenbach, if you look at every tape, there's not a move that I've ever seen, even with his shot fakes, when you get guys up. Because here's why. I know he shoots kind of in an elevated stance, but in order for him to go, what do you got to do? Go down. Exactly. So when you take a shot fake, the next thing you do, if you get the guy off, you're going to have to drop and go. That's time. So right. that's why you always want to play in a, at a lower leveraged you know, place so that my shot fake looks like a shot. And if you're in the air, I'm by you.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I don't have to go down to go. I'm already
0: by you. So that's, that's something that Wilhelm struggles in. And he's, what, 6'10", yeah. I think, and mm. not necessarily the most bendy. But is it fair to say that the most important dribble in getting to the rim is the first one? Yes. Because what yes. Wilhelm will do sometimes, too, is he'll dribble straight down. Yeah, it's not, not, yes. not pushed out.
1: It's got to be pushed out. Yeah, they, man, you know what, Austin.
0: <laughs> what did they say about you? You,
1: you're the you're the you're the shooting coach trainer in your mind. That's <laughs> some that's some real talk basketball stuff. Like like my first my first shot fake is a push out by you, run by you, and I get into that whatever. inside shoulder pass. I'm into whatever I need to get to, and that's either the that's either the shot or to the hezzy. Oh, you don't come, then I'm popping. Oh, I'm into the hezzy. After the push out, I'm into the hezy. you to step up. Ooh, I cross and I'm by you. You know what I mean? So it's mm-hmm. it's it's a lot of stuff that goes into it. You know, um, I might need to get back into training some young fellas about it. I, I like the way you work.
0: I like the way you think, Austin. Appreciate you. Um Jay Foreman on the text line. He's popping off. Uh oh. Um, so we're gonna play fact or fiction. Jay says this statement is a fact. Josiah is better than anyone they got right now. Mm. Jay Foreman says that's a fact.
1: I would like to see more tape on him. Okay. So um, Jay probably has seen him more than him because Jay's been in Lincoln. He's seen <laughs> him. He's watched him progress. I haven't seen enough tape to know fully um, because I've just seen a little bit of regression. That could be coaching. That could be the coach not, you know, letting you do your thing, seeing somebody else come. There's a lot of stuff that could be into that.
0: And to step up a level. He went from the Summit League to the Mountain West. Yeah. You know, so Mountain West to the Big Ten is an even a bigger jump. Yeah. But again, if he's not asked to do too much, I think he could be an interesting piece. Agree. What I think is fiction is Jay says, I'd bam on Strickland. <laughs> um Jay uh, Jay Jay, let's just um let's just say this. He doubled down. He just texted it
1: again. Let's just say this. Um you saw what happened to uh um Giannis uh Tutukumpo and uh who else? Ja. And John Morant? Yeah. Um, there'll be a charge taken it'll be far enough out you won't be able to get to the rim and uh there's no bamming going on or uh, there's some cramming not bamming mm-hmm. meaning uh there's a little oakley style you oh, might not like okay. it yeah. Jay we, you know we will hug it out afterwards you know you might be mad at me at that point but um I'm grabbing arms elbows and uh shoulders and there's you're not getting i'm not letting it happen my boy
0: uh, elsewhere on the text line, uh, Byron sends a couple interesting thoughts here, Strick. Um, he says that Rinkmast is starting at the 5, Kate is his backup, and then Brydenbach and Alec uh, are the 4s. Do yeah. you think Rinkmast is the 4 or do you think he's the 5?
1: Um I think the style of play rink mask could probably be the 5 unless Keita just absolutely shows I love things about him I still think I think one of the things about Keita in the off season he's got to work on his footwork his gait is bad he runs like he's older than stricky. um <laughs> so there's some there's some things that I'd like to to see his footwork is not great
0: Okay is that is that yeah. something – you've mentioned that now with Breidenbach and with, with Kada. Is that their body type, or is that something they need to change in the conditioning and the, the athlete building?
1: Yeah, well, and so I can't fully say with – I think I've, I've watched enough film to know that Breidenbach was always like that in the straight-up movements because uh, – the more straight up you are, too, the more when when you're bumping into physical guys, who wins? Jay knows this. Low man wins. Low man wins. If I'm a linebacker and somebody comes through the hole, and you've got a little round bound, round mound of, uh, of of a running back coming at you, you better get down there and be ready to take take some shoulder action. Otherwise, you might get pummeled. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? <laughs> And so that's the same thing with basketball. When he makes his moves, he gets nudged off, pushed off. So then as he stops to make his counter, the physical of the chest, the bump or whatever, the shoulder, the forearm, throws him off, and then he ends up shooting these, these jump hooks that are fading and they end up short or off target. He's got to be able to leverage into them, go up through the contact, and then be able to drop somebody off. That's not, that's, that's, he's not capable right now. I, that's why I say Drew Timmy Tate. How much of that is you know traditional
0: lifting strength and how much of that is core
1: oh it, it's definitely core it could be injury because you know it could be some you know some tentativeness of wanting to you know squat down right. get down you know explode off of you know there's some things that probably come with that too but um you've got to figure that out mentally because you know there, there's there's physicality that's uh, required if you're trying to be the type of and then there, there, then if nobody believes in you. Nobody believes you're going to take that shot. You're not going to get guys to bite off those. Those They're, they're going to look at your scouting reports and say, oh, do not bite off of that. We're playing him like <laughs> uh, Derek Walker mm-hmm. You know, at some point. You're going to have to knock some shots down.
0: Two things on Breidenbach before we get to another text from Byron. Number one, if, he, if he's going to be watching the Timmy tape, he needs to come back with a Timmy mustache. Shave the beard just the Fu Manchu. Give me Wilhelm Breidenbach with the Drew Timmy Fu Manchu. Um,
1: you, know, you know what I would like to see him in? The Raleigh Fingers joint. Oh boy. I would love okay. to see Wilhelm Breidenbach talking. with the Raleigh Fingers uh, twisty up joint. Yeah. You guys know what I'm talking about on the Soder Hammond text line, four oh two four six four five. Would you like to see Would you like to see Wilhelm Breidenbach in the Fu Manchu? Or with the goggles
0: or the, the Raleigh
1: fingers roll up joint.
0: We need someone who's good at Photoshop to get on both of those. Give us goggles with the Fu Manchu. Give us goggles with the Raleigh fingers. We need them both. We need a comparison. I would we love need to see yesterday.
1: that. I would love to freaking see that. That'd be awesome.
0: Okay. You mentioned the shot fake on him real quick. What yeah. percentage does he need to shoot from three to get guys to respect that shot? fake? 35, 35. Yeah. Okay. 35.
1: Uh, 32 is a little bit more inconsistent because he's not shooting enough of them. Yeah. So if you're down in the low 30s, I'll take my chances on that on a couple shots. You know what I mean? If you're in the 35-plus range and you're only taking a few, you know, you're going to have to respect that a little bit because that could could be the difference between, you know, know, pushing the lead or getting back into a game. Or, you know, you'd have to get out there and make sure you challenge Mm -hmm.
0: that. Uh, The second thing Byron sent on the text line. He said, uh, call me optimistic, but if we get the three Nebraska kids. So I assume – Byron, you're talking about Wright, Sal, Salas, and Alec would be the three Nebraska kids. Yeah, he says, if we get those three Nebraska kids, I don't know how that's not a tourney roster. We would have no project guys on the roster anymore, and we'd be legit 10 deep. I don't know if I'd go that far. They still have to prove it that they play together. Yeah, But you could have a lot of interesting lineup conver- uh, combinations.
1: Yeah, a, a lot. A lot of versatility in your lineup conversations. Um, then I would still like to see Wilcher get get more consistent the Mm -hmm. the scouting report is out on him he needs to come back with a little bit more I I would say he'd have to come back with a little bit more handle uh in his game a little bit more creativity uh definitely his mid-range would need to uh to be on point um so I would like to see that um who else um I think when I look we at it. We get on Gary back. Uh, I like him. I, I think just his ability to, to be able to knock down an open one. He doesn't have to take a lot of threes. I just think his ability, when he gets it, to knock it down, stay aggressive, keep him in uh, open court, push the ball to him, let him get one-on-one or one-on-two opportunities to be able to finish with his athleticism at the rim. Uh, Jamarcus Lawrence, I love the spark that he brings coming into the games getting you off both in the first and the second halves you know he you know continue to be that kind of spark but he's also has the ability to create get in the paint I think he needs to be better in his decision making once he does create I would like to see that um, and uh, you know obviously KSA does what he does and and I would like to see some of the other guys just be able to mix in mix and Jill. Uh, Jail I like Ramel Lloyd to be able to take some of the greasel type of situations mm-hmm. advantage against certain teams you're going to have that against a. A lot of Big Ten teams get down there, put them in the post, let doubles come because I think he has a little bit more creativity inside there to be able to uh, take advantage of post situations and uh, and also be able to push. Um, I still I still think Sam Hoiberg has a has a place. I love the fact that he can defensively lock down. Mm-hmm. He's scrappy. He's going to get you a lot of things. So I still think they've got a good makeup. But I'd like to see how the additions would fit in
0: with the roster they have right now. I was kind of going through this as you're throwing those guys out there. I had to keep adding them to the list how I think they'd fit in. Yeah. With the lineup right now, no other additions as of right now. The lineup that I think I would most like to see it and be the most interested in would be Ramel Lloyd, yeah, Jamarcus Lawrence, Casey Tomonaga, Juwan Gary at the four, Rake Mast at the five.
1: I'd have nothing against that. I know Jawan Gary would be capable of handling himself. He's a dog. He's physical. Um, as long as he feels confident coming off of the injury, as far as, you know, with the, with the arms and the shoulder or whatever, um, I, I would feel confident in throwing that
0: lineup together. Yes. And again, that's just one of many. So as the roster comes together, we'll keep having that conversation throughout the summer as they get into workouts and uh, turn the page. But uh, we got the spring game coming up this weekend and uh, Steve Sipple talking about it, writing about it. Uh, We'll get his insight, what he's looking forward to, what he's watching for, and some other just Nebraska football thoughts in general. We'll talk to Steve after this.